Hey guys, what's up? Thanks for joining us again. Still at home, are you? <laughs> Probably. But guess what? We're gonna take a small little break from all the anarchy of the world for some lifestyles of love. With your girls, Chris and Vic. I'm Chris. I'm Vic. Vic's at home. Lucky Vic's her. looking crazy because Vic is ready well, for bed. You know what? Some people might like that. So I ain't gonna say Nan. So uh, it's seven-ish. And here we are. Tonight we're talking about compatibility mm-hmm. among other things. And this may end up being a part two. We don't know yet. We're just gonna see how much we can give you and I don't know if a part two happens then it happens. So here we go. What's been going on in the world besides the obvious? Did you watch Insecure? That's, I did watch Insecure. Thank God. Did you watch um, 90 I Day? Destroy You? Oh, I recorded it, but or I didn't I watch dest- it. Or I May Destroy You Now or whatever it's called. Yeah, I May yeah, Destroy I You. I have to finish it. I haven't watched I it. I haven't started it, but I recorded it. Yeah. Um, but Insecure. Insecure I was love. great. Oh, my God. Even last week, too. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. But yeah. Uh, whatever what's happening between Issa and Lawrence, like I love it. Like this black love. I love it. I black nerd love. I don't know if it's gonna last. Okay, because I definitely yeah. like Nathan too, okay? Oh, and he was looking smooth, hot, honey, honey. Woo! He sounds good. He's from Houston, right? Is he from mm-hmm. Houston? Yeah. In real life? Yeah. Okay, because I know on the show he goes to Houston. He got that drawl. He does. He's just so gorgeous, so gorgeous. Um, and he, yeah, and he, he was trying to get well. it, so. Yeah, I didn't appreciate. He was that, moving though. in. The low, the low, the low hateration. Okay, I'm gonna try to go live on Instagram as well. Um, I don't know if I can join you there. You can meet me there if you feel it. Don't meet me there. Beat me there. Or don't beat me there. Meet me there. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't. That yeah, awkward. that part. Anyways, um. Yeah, but as far as Molly, I don't, I, I don't know Molly and Andrew. I don't think so. Mm. I don't think it's gonna happen. She fucking it up. She is. But you know, I, here's the thing though. I feel like I don't know. I think they need to have like. Well, I guess he tried to do that with by you know them going to the Clippers game, even though she didn't go. Mm. Um, they definitely need to like. I think they need to have a, a sit down discussion like right. between the three of them. And maybe his wife or girlfriend, whoever she was, comes to, you know, um, to really, like, put things But that's the, the thing air. about Molly, and that's what her therapist read her for filth about, is that she just, you know, when someone does her wrong or she feels attacked or whatever, like, she just 
gets defensive and puts up a wall and writes them off and it's just like you're done you know and the therapist named off all the people her daddy drove you know i mean just so many people so i feel like she's doing that to andrew's brother as well you know what i think i really think that like andrew and molly are compatible Mm -hmm. as long as like she gets out of her own way yeah because they're opposite like you know i think he's really like a good sounding board for her um and i think that he helps to like keep her calm and things like that and talk to her but i'd also think that's getting to a point to where he has to like walk on eggshells around her yeah and he can't really say what he needs to say right yeah i feel that yeah they could be but i feel that they won't be i don't think so and you know i think she's gonna end up trying to call Issa or uh needing to talk to Issa when she gets her feelings hurt or he says let's take a break I need a break or something you know it may not be a straight up break up but I think Andrew's getting to a place where he's like this bitch yes so, and I just don't get enough Kelly not enough we didn't even get a piece of Tiffany and we didn't all we heard was Kelly's voice so you know <laughs> she writes the show so she could write herself in but obviously it's just not the time oh, I know the, I can't stand it but anyway but anyway um well let's hit it because you know there's just so much to say compatibility is something i feel like a lot of people dismiss and don't take into Mm -hmm. account and i think it's something that is super valid and something we should definitely like use as you know the bridge to should we continue this or maybe we should let this go you know Cause I, yes. I think, I think you. Well, we'll get into it. Um, so the definition I got for actual compatibility is a state in which two things are able to exist together without problems or conflict, or the natural alignment of lifestyle choices and values of two people. Uh, AKA like-mindedness. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got that too. Okay, mm-hmm. but then. There was another definition for compatible relationship, which was you work well together, enjoy each other's company, and have good times. Like, you're in sync. We're in sync. Mm -hmm. So, I think that all kind of ties together to create this compatibility between two people, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's compatibility and there's chemistry, Yep. And sometimes they go together and sometimes they just don't. Um, So chemistry represents the emotional connection present when two people are together. You know, you can't see it, but you can feel it. Mm -hmm. You can feel it as being one of the two people or being on the outside being like, y'all got, there's something over here. You know? Yep. Um, Chemistry continued um definition is made up of subtle behaviors and dispositions that mesh with the behaviors and dispositions of the other person um so what's created is this kind of closed karmic loop most importantly it's equally felt by both so they're like empaths for each other when there's chemistry which i guess i cannot argue you said it was aka the warm and fuzzies 
<laughs> the warm and exactly the warm and fuzzies. Oh yeah, let me try to go live. Here we go. Um. Yeah, the warm and fuzzies. You know the butterflies. You know, etc. So, what do you what do you what do you feel about this? Do you feel like? How do you feel? You tell me. Um, I'm probably one of those people who will dismiss compatibility because I love good chemistry. Mm. <laughs> love, love, love. Because I think that, that that's something that um, is so rare, I feel like. And I think there's different types of chemistry because I've definitely had like certain types of chemistry with people and this you in the end we were just were not compatible, right? And um, which made the chemistry for me like fizzle. So um okay but it's not like something like i guess it wasn't something that would really like going you know like head in first like thinking of compatibility um so because i think with compatibility eh, i guess for me sometimes um i think i'm more i'm more of like a compromise kind of a person Mm. so right which or I've tried to be at least. <laughs> I think I try. Like I like to think that, but then I kind of go in more. Like I kind of barge my way in. It's kind of like really, it's gonna be my way or no way. So <laughs> if we're just really being quite honest, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But chem- I don't know. Chemistry is like, fuck. It's hard to walk it's away dangerous. from. Dangerous. It is very hard. It is to dangerous. Walk away from. I believe that. Can yeah, you can you join dangerous. this live? on my phone let's see um the thing is (laughs) a lot of people use these terms um interchangeably and that's why i'm saying i don't think compatibility actually gets enough credit it doesn't um versus or versus chemistry people are like but we have chemistry, so we need to work this out. We need to figure this out. No, not really. Yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes it's fire, you know, which brings about, you know, a lot of usually if you have chemistry, you have good sex, you know, you have good. So you're probably sexually compatible. You're right. And, and that's where. That we're gonna, right. And then the clip that we're going to play, they discuss, um, you know, when, when, you, when it comes to compatibility, if you can do without this and I can do without that then we'll be okay. But if it's something that I need and you can't meet that need, then we're going to have a problem. Yes. So, like sexual sexual compatibility is very important to me because sex is very important to me. Well, yeah. I mean, I think sex is very important to a lot of people. It's not as important to some people because they're not worried about it for other reasons. But um, but that's one of the things. But if too, that's like the if only have, thing we got, we got a problem. No, you do. Absolutely. But that's one of the things they were saying, though, too, is like if you have um, in our matrix that we came across, if you have high compatibility and low chemistry, then you're going to end up in an asexual relationship. Exactly. Because we could basically be the same person, but we don't have any fire. So um, we're going to play this clip. This doctor's name is Spirit. She doesn't go by any other name, but Spirit. Um, So um, I think she's on. She's on Love Goals on yeah, OWN. And uh, she she's really great. So we're going to play a clip of hers. Um, if you're joining us on IG, just click on over to maybe. So what does. I don't know. IG or YouTube. 
What'd you say, Vic? That's simple. Oh, okay. Uh, Quan's gonna get that clip lined up for us, so, uh, yeah. So, what does it mean to be compatible? What does that word even mean? Yeah, well, compatibility is all about the way that we fit. Right, and sometimes we are not compatible at all and we can recognize that right away. Sometimes one of us is compatible with the other person and while the other person is not compatible at all, I call that one-way compatibility. Oh, yeah. wait, hold on a second. <laughs> one-way compatibility. Yeah, so one-way compatibility, what I show my clients to illustrate this really easily and I brought a graphic for you to see this today. It's kind of like the circle and the square, right? Okay. Imagine that you're the square and I'm the circle. Okay. I fit into you. And yep. so you're able to touch all of my points. You complete me, it feels good. You are able to do all that I need to fulfill me. Because the circle fits inside the square. Right, but the square has edges that are never touched. And so they have unmet needs. And so they sit in a relationship and they go, you know what? For some reason, this just doesn't feel fully satisfying to me. While the other person is going, what is wrong? I'm so happy, I give you everything. Doesn't right. this feel wonderful to you? Right, and then we try to shrink the square to jam Absolutely. it in the circle, right? Absolutely. That's where we get in trouble. There How you do you go. know if you are truly compatible yeah. with your partner? Well, you know, it is really about how well we fit. And that doesn't mean that we are the same, uh -huh. but it means that our rhythm flows in a way that fulfills my needs and your needs are being fulfilled as well. It's a very reciprocal thing. And some couples have to work very hard at mm -hmm. being compatible and finding that fit. And for other people, it flows more naturally. Why do people constantly go after people that they're not compatible with? Oh my goodness, because it fills a need for us. See, there are different types of things, and I tell people all the time, in your adult relationships, you're doing one of two things. Either I'm healing that dysfunctional trauma that I brought into this relationship, you're healing me, you're growing me, you're stretching me, you're yep. causing me to confront those things so that I create new, healthier patterns, or you are a wound mate for me and you allow me to be triggered over and over so that we continue in our dysfunctional patterns that we're comfortable with. Oh my God, did you just say wound mate? Yes, a wound mate. Is that what you're doing if you keep picking the wrong person? Like over the, and over. So, so we hear it all the time mm -hmm. on this show. I, I bet you hear this like a broken record too. Mm -hmm. Why do I keep picking the wrong person? Uh huh. And it's I because say, you're a wound mate. That's right. And it's where did you learn that? Who is that person representing for you in your life? It could be a parent. It could be a grandparent. It could be an old flame. It is that recreation of the same trauma so that I can show up differently. And over is and it over. that? It feels familiar, and yes. that's why you keep doing it, even Absolutely. though you don't want to? Absolutely, because see, at least I know this demon, right? I know how to confront it, I know how to deal with it, but the anxiety of doing something different, the fear of the unknown, even though I may want to get there, the fear of what it's gonna take and whether I actually can show up in it in the way I need to, oftentimes we're not willing to break through that cycle. Do opposites attract? How does that whole saying fit into wound mate? Yeah, well, it's not always about what's opposite. It's about what it is that I need. And one of the things that I love to tell people is what we do, unfortunately, is we walk out and we wear masks all mm. day, every day. Mm -hmm. And so I like to put it in terms of color, right? Okay. So say I, on the inside, who I am at my core is really a soft, sensitive, vulnerable person who's highly intimate, who needs that cuddling, who needs that affection. I'm seeing lilac. Oh, okay, well, That's let's the go color with lilac. I'm Here we 
we go. Yes. But I'm afraid to be taken advantage of. Okay. I've been taught either through conditioning or through my own experiences that the world is a scary place, that people will take advantage of you if you let them, and so you can't show the world that. So every day I put on a mask. What color do we gonna? Red. Okay, so every day I put right? on this okay, red yes. mask, right? And this version of me is strong. It's hard. It's independent. It doesn't need anybody. It's standoffish mm. because I'm protecting myself. So if I walk out every day wearing a red mask, who am I going to attract? Oh, people red. that are attracted to red. So I'm going to be in relationship with people who are attracted to red, but meanwhile, my needs are gonna be unmet because I'm really lilac. And so I'm gonna sit in this relationship unhappy and miserable and unfulfilled because the individuals that I should be with who would be attracted to lilac will pass me by every day. Holy cow, I, like, I, I mean, I have to pick my jaw <laughs> off off the floor because yeah. I've never heard anyone describe it yeah. like that. Yeah, and so the hard part is if you really want to find the person that you're compatible with, you have to be brave enough to show up. So not only can you attract them, but you can choose them because we're constantly choosing the people that we bring into our life. Mm. Everything is a series of choices, but if what you see out there does not resonate, you're gonna choose from the candidates that are in front of you. So when it comes to somebody that's a fit, mm -hmm. compatibility, you yeah. say that there are signs yes. to look for. What are yes. they? Okay, so they are big ones. And what it's really about is intimacy. And I tell couples, it's a really easy acronym. Some relationships rise, some relationships fall. You want one that rises. Now, can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. When you say the word intimacy, mm -hmm. what do you mean? Intimacy means in to me see into my deepest, most vulnerable parts. How well do you know me? How well am I showing up in those spaces? And when I show you who I am at my core, do we really line up? So you said relationship rise or they yes. fall, and there are five kinds of intimacy. Yes. So what are they? Okay, so this is an acronym. This is how you remember this. So the R stands for recreational intimacy, doing things together. So if I'm a type A person, I love skydiving, I love hiking, I'm kayaking. Do you love those things too? Do we line up? It's important because if you're a person who says, well, I hate all that, I'd rather spend my nights watching TV cuddled up. Mm -hmm. Well, then we don't necessarily have a high level of recreational compatibility. Got it. So that's important. Okay. The I is intellectual intimacy. Do we feed each other? Can we have conversations if I love that intense stimulation? Can we go from politics to sports to world events to geography? And can you meet me there and do you enjoy it? Or do we say, why are you so intense all the time? Why do we have to talk? Can we just kind of sit and be? Those things are important. The S is spiritual intimacy. And this is different than religion. We okay. don't have to have the same religion. But do we see our concept of the world, of creator, of how we exist as, as global citizens? Do we see ourselves the same? Mm. So spiritually, are we connected? Do we grow and nurture each other and feed each other in that space? Or do we make each other feel small or shrink or question our own spiritual growth? Hmm. So that's important. Okay. The E is emotional intimacy. Are we warm and fuzzy? Do I really feel like you get me? Do I feel safe and vulnerable? Am I, or am I more like kind of a cactus? Listen, I don't need all that touchy, feely, emotional stuff. Be tough, be strong. And then that last S, it's last, but it's definitely not least, sexual intimacy. 
do we like the same things? Do we light each other's fire? Are we into the same kinds of exploration? Or are we both conservative? Mm. Are we talking about it in terms of how much sex we want? How often do we show up and feed each other in that passion place? Some relationships rise, some fall. You want one that rises. And the secret to a relationship that rises mm -hmm. lies in those five forms That's of right. intimacy. Do you have to have all of them? No. Okay. But it's important that you have the ones that fit. It has to be about you. How well do we line up? If I don't need those things and you don't need those things, then we're great. But if I need them and you can't meet that need, now we have an issue. And do we figure out how to do that with each other or do we now have to go out and bring other folks into our relationship, sometimes in platonic ways, sometimes in consensually non-monogamous ways? How do we get those needs met? Got it. Well, I know that everybody's now wondering, holy cow, how do I know if I am compatible? Mm -hmm. Well, we have created a quiz to tell you whether or not you're compatible with your partner. Let me give you the questions real quick because you can take it right here at home. Do you miss your partner when you're apart for a long time? Why is this important? Because that's emotional. Sorry, okay, so we're gonna talk about the quiz, but um, yeah, so that was Dr. Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> she was on uh, the Mel Robbins show and she was talking about compatibility um, basically from a psychological standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, but the whole rises thing makes so much more sense when you break it down into mm -hmm. that, com that compatibility because um, sometimes you can be compatible on one level and completely incompatible on another level. So, right. So that just. You know, it just matters, like, whatever is really, like, important to you. Exactly. And what you need. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I heard mm -hmm. her say the most is, like, it is about what, you, what need. you need, not necessarily about what you want to need. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. Because um, I think sometimes people have a hard... A big thing about, you know, I think compatibility is um, you have to be... You have to know yourself. And then right. you have to allow your partner to get to know you. I mean, because honestly, like, if you're, you know, wearing your mask, like she was talking about, then, or, you know, you have your walls, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? There's nothing I can do with that. Right. And, like, I just, I love the way she framed it in terms of, like, if you're out in the world with your mask on and you're showing this side of yourself only, right. then people are only mm -hmm. going to think, they're only going to be attracted to that about you. Meanwhile, you're this, you know, you're this completely different person on the inside that needs different things than what it appears right. that you need. Right. I think we also have to keep in mind that, um, you know, people can absolutely be multidimensional. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we all for are. Some people, yeah, but uh, I think for some people, they don't know how to deal with all of that. Shit, you I don't know how to deal with none of this shit. So, I mean, it's shit, it's work. It is, even with compatibility, you have to know that it still works. Like, it doesn't just, you know, um, I know they say, like, oh, without problems or conflict, but no. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've never, I've never heard of that in a relationship. Like, that's crazy as fuck to me. Not to say it has to be, like, extremely problematic, because that's definitely not what we're saying here, but. No, like, yeah, how, but. Yeah. Compatibility is about not the like, long term. It's about, like, yeah. being able to be together long term. Without it, it being like, I don't know, just toxic. How can you know whether you are missing chemistry or compatibility? Okay, so let's talk about this quiz. Okay. 
a compatibility quiz. So there's a compatibility so quiz that you can take um, just to kind of know, you know, but, and then after that, we'll talk about the, the difference. Um, so there's five questions. The first question was, do you miss your partner when you're apart for a long time? Because that feeds into your emotional um, compatibility. Mm -hmm. Do you trust your partner? That's the second one. Number three was, do you have compatible lifestyles? I think that is extremely, I think that's so important. <laughs> yeah, I think that goes um, under the recreational compatibility. Uh, can you talk to your partner about everything? Mm-hmm. And do you laugh together? Which is very important to me. Like, if I can't laugh with you, then what the fuck? What are we doing here? Um, yeah. But to go back to, like, do you have compatible lifestyles? See, this is the thing. It reminds me of um, Big and Carrie from Sex in the City. Like, when she wanted her own apartment. She wanted to have, like, her own space. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think that you can have successful relationships with things like that that are out of the norm as long as your partner understands that you need that they trust you they understand your reasoning um yeah yeah then why not that's so, right absolutely because it's like you know i love you i don't want to be with anybody else but there are times when and if you're always here i can't miss you for one and then there's just times where i just really need to like be by myself and be my own um just to be in my own space. Yeah, like some people day. are super Have codependent couples, and some right. people are not. Some people are independent couples and um, have their own lives and their own trials, tribulations, their own beds. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like that's all based on exactly compatibility, like what it is you both need. And if you're okay with it as my husband or my right. wife, then who gives a fuck? Let's live this life. Yeah, definitely a mutual respect also. I may not yes. understand something. It may not, but, you know, um, but if it's something that you need and I love you enough to really give that to you, that's where the compromise part comes in. Mm -hmm. That's where the compromise part comes in. So, um, right. I think that's, yeah. So be compatibility something. being that thing. Now, chemistry represents, like, the emotional connection, like you said present mm -hmm. when people are together so one does not necessarily mean the other you can definitely be compatible with somebody and have there's no heat there's no spark or you can be you can have chemistry with somebody and there's lots of spark but our lifestyles don't match our love styles don't match we don't match we just have mm -hmm. a natural electricity you know our our body chemistry matches but nothing else um, so in cases like that, where you have high compatibility, um, your similarities might be like your lifestyle and your values. So like a liberal person usually is going to fall for a liberal person and a crazy religious freak is going to fall for another crazy, crazy religious freak. You know, it's going to be right. like a youth minister and a drug dealer falling in love. That's very low, <laughs> you know, probability. Not because they couldn't accept each other for who they are, but because their lifestyles don't match. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> same as if you if you value intelligence and education and you meet a high school dropout who you actually are attracted to, but so there might be chemistry, but there ain't no compatibility because I'm not going to be able to talk to you about education and, and you're not going to value education the way I am. Uh, 
um, now that that's uh, eh, because some people self educate. No, 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 no. I'm talking about somebody who values like value education. Actual, like, like degrees and stuff like that. Yeah, like some people Athletes. value. I'm talking about the actual value, not necessarily like, oh, you could come up with me if you if you work hard enough. No, I'm talking about like, you wouldn't if you respected education, you wouldn't have dropped out of high school. You know what I'm trying to okay. say? Okay, I got you. Accolades so. and things of that nature. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So a lot of people also mistake compatibility for love thinking that because we are compatible we should be together we should be in love and that also one thing does not equal the other um See, i think that's where the chemistry would come into play that's to where me. the i think that's where the lack of chemistry comes into play where it's like if we're compatible we decide to be in love you know what i'm trying to say we decide, we decide to be in like love because we're so similar and we don't have other options. So we decide to be, it's like people who are like, we're best friends. If we're both not married by 40, let's do it. Uh-huh. Cause you're like, okay, well, I understand you. You understand me. We like each other. We get along. So if we're not going to be in love, then let's have this baby, whatever. Or if we're not well, going to fall mean- in love with other people, then let's just be in love with each other. Yeah. Cause I meant it as like, you know, um, we're compatible, but that doesn't mean we need to be together because we just don't have that spark. Or that's how I meant it. But mm, okay. they actually saying that like high levels of chemistry usually come from opposite yet complementary qualities in people. So I guess that's kind of that opposites attract sort mm. of a thing, which yep. is which can be dangerous. I mean, I think <clears throat> you know you're yin and yang, cool, but I think that that leads that can lead you into like you know. Uh, some muddy waters yeah you get too opposite yeah yes um yeah. i didn't talk about this matrix um uh-huh. if we were to delve into um chemistry versus compatibility so marjorie this is for you um so if you have low chemistry and low compatibility what are you gonna get a relation, not shit. <laughs> mm. A relationship devoid not only of intimacy, but probably basic conversation too. On the rare occasion this does happen, it doesn't last long. Now, I don't yeah. understand how two people like this end the fuck up together. I have how like low chemistry, boredom, low boredom, okay. or or being. You know how sometimes you get set up without being set up. Like all these other couples are together, and we're the last two of the friend group. So I guess we'll just, okay. we'll see if we can, we'll see if we like each other or something, you know? Um, okay, mm-hmm. so then the opposite, yes, sir. or not the opposite, sorry. The next one would be high chemistry, low compatibility. You get what? Um, when it feels so right, but you know it's oh so wrong, a.k.a. the walking dumpster fire of a relationship. Amen. There I it think, is. I think we have all experienced this a time or two, yep. for sure. Yep. High chemistry. Think about who you lost your virginity to. Think about who you first, you know, showed your boobs to. High <laughs> chemistry, right? Right? <laughs> Low compatibility. Mean- yeah so then the opposite of that is low Low chemistry chemistry. high compatibility 
So we're basically the same person, but there's no fire. There's no heat. No. Yeah, it's boring. Mostly asexual companionship. Uh, entire relationship comprised of discussion about Netflix, sweatpants, and frozen meal planning. Mm. Now, I've been in this relationship. This is a dangerous relationship. Not because it's um, toxic and crazy, but because it can just go so well for so long that you're not even questioning it. You're not even... You're not even thinking even about the, the sex? huh? Even without the sex, like what's oh going well, well, not that not the asexualness necessarily, but in terms of just, just like get along. yeah, we just get along, like we just yeah. get along. We're highly compatible, but there's no fire, no spark. I think that's that's probably got to be the worst one. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like that's the most dangerous yeah. because you can get stuck yeah. in that. You'll marry that person. Right. You know, you'll have this person's kids because it's comfortable. That's why I think that's probably the worst one because yeah. that's the one that's, that can go on the longest mm-hmm. and you'll, be, you'll end up being the most unhappy in. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's high chemistry, high compatibility, which is the yeah. mecca, which we all right. yearn for. It's the sweet spot. Great balance between intimacy and practicality. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Um... <laughs> So that's what we're all going for. We're all hoping for high chemistry and high compatibility. But as I said, a lot of us don't think about that compatibility and we just be thinking about this chemistry. Like, damn, that sex is so good. Well, not even just, um, not even from like a sexual standpoint, like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, we have so much fun together, but there's maybe then the sex is not good, right? True, Um, true, true. Right. But that's why I feel like is the high compatibility low chemistry yeah that's that one that's that one yeah that's the one or just even like we have fun together but you're not like emotionally we're not emotionally like in tune or i'm not Um, attracted to you like that right Mm -hmm. or maybe it's just one dimensional right because she did say there's that one way with the circle and the square Mm -hmm. where it's like i also feel like i was in that as well where it's like this person is getting everything fulfilled for them because they're the not. circle in the square. But I've got these edges, and I'm like, uh-huh. this is it. Like, we ain't going no deeper. We ain't going no further. Like, this is it? Okay, no. Um, I think I was in that, too. I think I've been in that. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's hard because sometimes it doesn't take... <sighs> this might sound okay, little Casey. Okay. Have you ever met someone who was just, just didn't need much... And not to say like they had no like I don't know just low maintenance. It. Yeah, that was like but extremely low maintenance. Mm-hmm. Like is that bothersome to you? That's bothersome to me. Like so. It is bothersome because you don't know where you stand. I think with those kind of people. Like they just don't need like much like at all. Yeah. Like at all. So you really like, don't feel amazing. needed. You don't feel wanted. No, it's like I don't know. It's like you could breathe and that like makes their day i don't know oh about oh you mean like um easy to please yeah i, I know that sounds crazy so i'm not saying oh you want someone hard to please but mm-hmm. someone who just like just doesn't need like shit <laughs> to me <laughs> they're just self-sustaining like they they self-soothe and they don't need they don't need hugs and kisses they don't need compliments they don't need 
Um, no, not, not even, not even that. They're just like, I just, they're just, or they're just happy like, with every, with anything you do. Yeah. Like dull. Just so okay. like, how can you grow in that? That's what right. I mean. Like mm-hmm. they don't necessarily push you to be better because okay, yeah. that's, yeah. I understand that. So Absolutely. Happy that, just happy that you're there. Just happy that you're there. Yeah. I think that goes yeah, on. No. I think that goes on high compatibility, low chemistry for them when it's one way. It's the same thing. It's yeah, like, you're just loving this. This is all good for you. You you're you couldn't yeah. be happier. You could get married tomorrow. And meanwhile, I'm over here like, wait, what? This is it? Right. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And high chemistry, basically, you know, that's when like your your mind, your thoughts are like monopolized by this person. And, you know, you're always wondering about them and like time stands still. You know, anyway. That's um, what I would call the honeymoon phase. Yeah, that's in true. In the beginning. Too. That's when you can keep that shit up but that's what I'm saying like uh, I think compatibility doesn't really like waver the way that chemistry can I mean but the thing mm. is people change too yeah that's true so there's that that's maybe true. we were compatible for a, time. a long time and we're mm-hmm. no longer yeah but I think that um, sometimes we uh, I don't know like what do you call it I feel like sometimes when the relationship is rocky you have to falter on the on the friendship to kind of keep things afloat. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's why there should be a foundation of friendship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, ideally, yeah. if we, you know, sometimes you meet people, it just happens, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, I was saying before, like, a lot of people also mistake compatibility for love. Um, so these are some things that might make you think that you're in love, but maybe you're just compatible. Um, number one, your relationship makes you feel safe. Um, many times love and compatibility overlap or one morphs into the other so if you're like content with how things are and everything seems to just work there's nothing wrong with that because feeling safe in your relationship is important but it becomes a problem if you're only with your partner because being single again is like terrifying and you're scared and you know it's like You're, it's safer to be just in this relationship so I don't have to go out there and be rejected or reject other people. Like, or be that's, alone. Yeah. That's, hmm. um... Don't do that shit to me. That's high compatibility. Um, number two, you don't feel the need to be vulnerable. Hmm. So when you're in love, you're, you're willing to, like, take the risk of being vulnerable because you want this person to see you exactly how you are yeah. and love you for it, right? But if you don't feel that need to like show your true self or tro- show your show who you are behind the mask, uh-huh. another sign that you're probably just compatible, but you're not necessarily in love. Um, number three, you would describe your relationship as nice. <laughs> okay, if anybody described a relationship with me as nice. Yeah, we're we're done. Why do you want you want like a more like I don't know something more bold? Exciting, Just want something that something that enthusiastic. Yeah, nice. some enthusiasm. Yeah, some enthusiasm. Yeah. How about that? That shit kicks ass. Huh? Like she's the <laughs> best person I ever met. I mean, it doesn't have to be that, but I'm just saying. I love that hoe. Yeah. <laughs> um, number four, your partner is just your type, but there are no surprises. Now, this one is interesting to me because I don't like surprises, but I understand what they mean in terms of surprises, just like 
we do need surprise within a relationship. I think we need spontaneity and surprise yes. and just kind of like let's get out of our routine every so often so that it doesn't become dull, stale, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm funny about surprises too. Yeah, me too. It just depends, you know. It does. It 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 does. It I depends don't, on the yeah, surprise. Yeah, it depends. I don't like it when it's going to, I guess, uh, surprises are going to draw attention. And that's the thing. I think that's the issue that I have with it mm-hmm. is that it draws too much attention. Um, okay. Yeah. And then puts people in your business that's sometimes. True. And that's, I, that's what I don't like about it. But what I don't like about it is I might not have the right outfit on. Yeah. I'm not prepared. Time, I'm not prepared yeah. for it. That's what I don't like. I love to know that you're thinking about me and mm-hmm. this and that. So we just never fucking happy. That's all that is. I know. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Um, number five. <laughs> there are things about your partner you really want to change. Mm. So if you have a list of things you want to change about your partner, that ain't the one. That's not, com- yeah, that's not compatibility. And if you, if you also find yourself, like, focusing on those things. Because sometimes maybe there's some things. Obviously, everybody married, in love, single, whatever. Not single, but, right. you know, like, with somebody... Um, would like to change something about them but it i think it's different when that thing becomes a problem for you that it's not changing or if it's just like this is just who they are i accept them i love them either way you know yeah accepting yeah like this motherfucker will not put his socks away he just won't put them away it's like am i going to divorce him over that no but it's going to be if you're that worked up by it, what's going to happen is you're going to have dumbass arguments of, True that. because the sock. Yeah, because you're irritated that the socks are not put away. It's going to turn into something much bigger. Right. So that's where communication comes in. Yeah. And consideration and compromise. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'll pick these socks up twice a week, but not every day. I wouldn't go for that, but I'm just saying that that would be an example. Um, number six, you have or you need to constantly remind yourself that you're in a good relationship. I felt that one. That's one of those nice people. This shit's yep. nice. That's one of those motherfuckers. Well, yeah, because there's no what? there's no stirring, you know, there's no rocking of the boat. There's nothing going on. You're just kind of like, yeah, I mean, we hang out, we have a good time, we party on the weekends and then we go back to our 9 to 5 during the week and it's just there's just no boat rocking whatsoever. Okay, run that run back by me again. What? The like the statement. Oh, um, you need con- you need to constantly remind yourself that you're in a good relationship. Like you have to keep telling yourself, "Don't break up with him. This is a good relationship." Okay. I know you're bored. I know you're restless. I know you're depressed. But ultimately, this is a good relationship. He takes care. He likes your parents. You like his our friends get along. I mean, you start, you having, you start having to tell yourself reasons to stay in it. Cause you're like, there's nothing wrong. I don't have anything to bring up to be like worth breaking up over. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But I'm just, I guess. Okay. That just becomes, that's when you're just bored in a relationship. Is that what that is? is that bored like or restless thing? to the point where it's this, it, like I said, it's the same where it's just high compatibility. Like this is a good relationship from the outside looking in. There is nothing wrong with my relationship. But if I look into myself, I'm not unhappy. Not fulfilled. Yeah. yeah, I'm unfulfilled. I'm unhappy. 
but this person is great and and the out and what looks like what our relationship looks like from the outside is great our parents get along our friends get along we we go on vacation we have parties like it just all looks we live in a big house we live in a big house we we ain't worried about bills our money is all good but we but i'm personally super miserable or he's super miserable yeah and you have to remind yourself this is good you're supposed to be happy you know no, no I, now I totally understand it. Yeah, because I was thinking about something that doesn't have like drama. That's how I was taking it mm. at first. That's what I was like. That that could be true too if you are the type that usually would have a you know more dramatic relationship. You might have to constantly remind you. I mean, that's actually a good point too. Like you might have to constantly remind yourself like this is good. There's no drama. It's okay. It's okay that there's no yeah. drama. So I absolutely. think that's good. It, it, it absolutely is, and mm-hmm. I think touching on to that and then something like wound mates and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I think you can definitely like self-sabotage a compatible relationship. Like I was thinking, I was talking about earlier with like Andrew and Molly. Um, right. I think sometimes when you're used to things being a certain way, it is very hard to get off of that train track. Absolutely. And yep. I think that you, you will definitely drag your partner with you. And if they love you enough and have enough faith that you guys can get on, on to a different path, um, you know, then, you know, it can possibly work, but mm-hmm. yeah, like that's a lot of people have been in like shitty ass relationships and they really don't know how to communicate and really how to make things work because we're, we are used to having, you know, certain amount of, um, you know, issues and things like that. Mm-hmm. Struggle, strife. Stru- yeah. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, like she was saying earlier, you know, you'll perpetrate, um, you know, dysfunctional relationships right. yep. and cycles because, because you know that That's demon and you understand true. how to show up and yeah. present yourself in front of that. And otherwise, the other, the alternative to that is really being scary happy. and unknown. <laughs> yeah. And it being is. happy, really? which, you know, I mean, we talked about this last week when we were off the air. Um, yeah, that, that fear, that self sabotage, that fear of mm-hmm. when I'm happy. Am I going to know I'm happy or am I going to have to remind myself I'm happy? Like, who wants to re- have to remind themselves that they're supposed to be happy? Shit. Right. I, there's definitely a certain security, I think, in the demise. Yeah. For sure. Because totally. it's the devil you know. The devil you know. The devil you know. Um, And then the, I think this is the last one. Yeah. Um, Number seven, you're not completely sure you see them in your future. Oh, mm. that's a hard one. Because... For somebody like me, I'm kind of cold-hearted. There's very few people I cannot see in my future if I tell myself they're not there. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> if I tell you, if I tell myself that you wouldn't be there and that I'm done with you, you I can picture there. it. But do I want to picture it? Is I think the bigger question right. for somebody like me. It's like, do you want to picture that? Because I know you could picture it, but do you want to picture it? But I understand with that statement, you know, um, because just that just because two people get along, like, I mean, it doesn't mean you can see them in your future as your lover, your romantic partner, your spouse. You know? No, absolutely. Yeah. And I think so hard. sometimes that's why I feel like for me, chemistry would come into play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Because I just, I don't know, we have to have some form of excitement. Like, I don't, you know, there's right. some people that you can be with that you do absolutely nothing with. Yeah. And have a fucking blast. That's chemistry. Like, it's not, yeah, or that's, it's not always this, maybe that's both. Chemistry, compatibility. I don't know. I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. though. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there's some people you could be on a free excursion with and not have fun because that there's just nothing there's there. Just nothing and it's there. not even just in relationships. This is in friendships. Oh you know yeah. What I mean, like all all kinds of relationships. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't click with people. Sometimes and that doesn't yeah. mean that you don't like them. Yeah. You just don't have that same bond that you do with another person. Mm-hmm. I feel that. So yeah. Especially with friendships, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, especially. So then there are also signs of zero compatibility. <laughs> let's just say those, let's just call those red flags. <laughs> um, because more than likely you see this coming. Maybe you don't want to see it. Maybe you got the blinders on. Um, hmm. <laughs> Number one. You don't agree about what to do together. Now, that seems really small, right? To me. Seems small. But if it's every single time, no. We we have no compatibility. Because that just means, like, we don't even have... That's the recreational, right? Yeah. Things we do together or things we like to do. So there's no recreational Um, compatibility. And see, I don't think that even with recreational compatibility, I don't think we need to do everything together. Absolutely not. Yeah, there's things that we need to be able to do together Mm -hmm. for me that I would love. But uh, as long as I can do them, if I can do them, if I can do them without you, you know, then that's fine. But don't, Mm -hmm. you know, don't don't stop something I want to do just because you don't want to do it. Like, go do your own shit. Exactly. You still have to. I think it's important to maintain individuality in relationships, also. Absolutely, um, because even, if that relationship in ends, like, shit. Yeah, and then even in, like, in friendships and stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. you know, your friends are going to have other friends, and that's okay, because you don't want to do everything with, you know, sometimes you don't want to do everything with one person, and people have many different interests. You should be glad that your friend has other friends that they can go do shit with, um, <laughs> so that, you know, they can express themselves. Yeah. I was going to bring up something, but I feel like it doesn't really play. Um, unless we're talking about compatibility, I guess. You know that really s- fucked up thing when two of your friends ha- are compatible and they start hanging out without you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a real problem with things like that. I don't know why. I'm very upset when my friends are compatible with each other. I mean, obviously, that's what you want, right? <laughs> obviously, you want, you know, if I introduce my friends from New York, my friends from Vegas, my friends from L.A., if we all come together, I want to, you know, I guess the compatibility is me. But if y'all have compatibilities that outside of me, I'm going to feel some type of way. So, like, if it's, like, if I drove to, like, New York to go see Pilar, and you're, like, bitch, you ain't tell me what's going on. Yeah, because, and not even that I would be, like, mad that you guys would have a good time together, but it would just be, like, but. I have the link between you two. Right, the link, right? Mm -hmm. I know. It doesn't have anything to do with anything, guys, but I just wanted to bring that up. No, I think that that, that, I think that's a thing, though, definitely. Because it's compatibility and or or chemistry and compatibility. And it's hard because I always think to myself, I'm like, well, if I if I meshed with someone's friend, I would hope that they wouldn't be mad if me and that friend became friends. Because I've actually I have I have a few friends who 
we became friends through other other people and both of us have dropped that friend so we're still friends um, but, I mean, I but don't know it happens. I think it happens. I, I think it, I think of course, like it's hurtful when it gets to a point to where people that you introduce and that are your friends are doing stuff without you. More so if it's something that you are interested in, also, or if it's something you're not and they're compatible about it. I, I, I get what you're saying. Like they're both freaking nerds and they both want to go to whatever you know. Comic-Con or something. Comic-Con, and you're like, I would never go to Comic-Con. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to go together. Oh, okay. But you don't think that's more hurtful <laughs> than something like yeah. reggae in the desert, and you were like, bitch, the fuck? I wanted to go to that shit. Yeah, no, you know, no, 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 no. Oh, no, that's definitely yeah. not worse. No, no. Oh, that's a, that's just rude. That's just that fucking is. rude. Um, okay, so the second one of no, second sign of no compatibility is you live different lives. Um... So kind of like you live like roommates. Like you just don't have the same. That's, that's where we're talking about the compatible lifestyles. Lifestyles. You know, maybe this um, chick is a freak and she likes to go out late on the, you know, during the week. And you're somebody who kind of only gets wild on the weekends, you know. Yeah, because, you know, you think about like mutual respect and acceptance and stuff like that. But how long does that really last when if I have to work at, you know, six o'clock in the morning and you're coming in at. Right. Or 30 mm-hmm. type shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Mm, yeah. Um, the next one, you fight a lot. And now mm-hmm. I want to I wanna say this because couples fight. All right. People fight. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with fighting. Fighting is just you communicating yourself. Now, do you effectively fight? That's a whole nother thing. But mm-hmm. if your fights are more intense and more often and are over like petty or sorry, over like big things, um, then you may not have any compatibility. If you're fighting over petty shit that can be resolved, resolved, or if you're fighting over petty things be- just to fight because you are petty, then I don't know. I guess that's another category. Some people are just petty. <laughs> shit. I feel, I feel like some people just want to fight, you know? Yeah. Um, you don't want the same things in life. That's a problem. Marriage, Absolutely. children, money, religion, hobbies, social time, how we spend, you know, vacations and stuff. Um, that is a big problem. Yeah. Just not wanting the same things. And I know a lot of people do the whole thing like, well, opposites attract, which is true. Um, or like, maybe I can learn to like the things that she likes or I could teach you about these things. And, then, and and that happens a lot where you end up teaching or um, mm-hmm. opening your partner up to things they had no idea and they end up loving them, right? Um, but not See, always. Sometimes, too, like, well, think about, like, marriage and kids. Like, some people can go, I never want to get married. I don't want marriage. Yeah. And then you meet that one fucking person right. and your ass ends up fucking married. Yeah, a lot, of people who, a lot of people who are married said they would never get married. Or never get married again. You know what I mean? Not even just married. I mean, like, happily married, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I think there's sometimes some people just draw different things out of you. Kids is a big thing. Yeah, Um, totally. I don't know how early people should discuss these sort of things. um, Because I would would not want to go, like, years thinking I'm compatible with somebody just to find out that we're not. You know what I mean? Kids is a big thing. Uh, you know, do you want kids? Do you not? You want I feel like kids should children. be brought up pretty early, especially if some if the it other person be. doesn't have kids. I mean, I think you should bring that up pretty quickly. 
I mean, even having kids, you know, you know uh, yeah. like somebody, if one partner, if one person has kids, because yeah. some people absolutely do not want to date somebody who has children. Exactly. So, and some people absolutely things. do not want to have kids. Um, yeah. so, not adopted, and they don't want to be foster. convinced. Yeah. They don't want to be convinced of it either. So, um, and some people just don't know that they want to have kids until somebody winds up pregnant. True that. <laughs> so. True that. Um, number five, you don't value your relationship in the same way. Mm. That's a big one. That's huge. Yeah, I like that one. Like, if I got a boyfriend and you single, bitch, we got a problem. (laughs) Yeah, and if one partner thinks they should spend the majority of the free time together and the other one wants to spend their, you know, their free time with friends and with their family, I mean, that's just, Mm -hmm. that's gonna, that's gonna blow up. Um, Because somebody's not getting what they need. Or both people aren't mm-hmm. getting what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one is you don't see the world in the same light. Um, which we've kind of said already. Just You just see the world differently. I mean, if I grew up in the hood and you grew up in the Hollywood Hills, there's not to say that we won't, be, won't have chemistry or compatibility. But if we just don't see the future of life and the way of life and the way we want to live our lives in a similar way or a way that works together, then I don't think there's too much compatibility there. I think that there's a lot that you can learn from somebody who has had a different walk of life. Oh yeah. Um, I love seeing couples like that. Yeah. Cause we can have the same walk and really still have two different Mm -hmm. perspectives on things. Um, Like, you know, I, I, I grew up, you know, with both of my parents in the same household. Mm-hmm. This person grew up with their parents in the same household, but that doesn't mean that theirs was healthy. It doesn't mean that mine exactly. was healthy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, you definitely got to take into consideration sometimes like how somebody grew up, the traumas they experienced because are they healed? You know, is that some shit they're just going to pass down to, you know, to your children? Uh, those, those are definitely the things that we absolutely do not think about. You know, we think that we with don't. chemistry and with love It'll that get we figured can get out. past some mm-hmm. shit. Nah, that's not necessarily, really. Yeah, so people, not listen, hear, hear ye, hear ye. Compatibility does not equal love. Compatibility does not equal chemistry. No. You can feel that fire and desire <laughs> and have zero compatibility, Okay. And your lives just don't work together. So think about, think things through. Think things through. Don't rush. Don't rush. And just consider compatibility the next relationship. The next round. Now, look, if you're already in something and you're fucked, I don't know what to say. You don't have to be fucked. (laughs) (laughs) If you're already there and you're figuring out now that you're not compatible, listen um but something divorces aren't free in an article that's kind of like a duh but you know still has to be said uh compatibility in a relationship is important because when people have different ideas about how they want their relationship and lives to look someone's going to be unhappy someone's going to be forced to sacrifice their hopes and goals that breeds resentment and resentment is toxic to relationships Mm, amen absolutely which when i read this I, it got me to thinking about, um, like, for some reason, it got me to think about Aisha Curry. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know, like, 
the background of their relationship, right? Mm-hmm. But just thinking about like how she went on Red Table Talk, it seemed like she definitely had, you know, I'm saying some issues with her husband like being this star and her just probably not necessarily uh, her probably I don't want to say what it is. I don't want to say it. <laughs> her probably being like the force behind that whole entire family and he's like the star. You know? Um, so she probably okay. feels a way about that. I mean, maybe that's not the whole thing. But. Well, but there's also this light skin thing where she's probably been probably gotten a lot of attention her whole life. I mean, she's beautiful, you know. Probably gotten beautiful. a lot of attention, a lot of accolades, a lot of compliments. Meanwhile, you marry this guy who, you know, he's a nice guy. And he turns out to be this beast of a basketball player. I mean, obviously you knew that. But, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the attention wasn't on her anymore. Or or not enough of it was on her as it had been think, her whole life. I don't think that the attention was on her for a very long time, though. No. Um, because... If he made it to the NBA, he had to have been a star in high school. He had to be a star in college. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they've been together since, what, like college or something like that? I think they know each other like know. when they were younger. Yeah. I don't know. The point of the matter was, you know, sometimes I wonder because, you know, she came out with uh, her little cooking show and mine and all those things. Mm-hmm. Was that something that she had to put on the back burner in order for them to focus on him. Right. And now she's raising all these goddamn kids Girl. and he's the star. And she, like I said, like she's probably a lot of times, you know, the supportive force behind, you know, that whole thing. Like he's the, the household name, you know? Yeah. That's what that made me wonder about. And that's for women who have to do that in general. And mm-hmm. I don't know how often that I don't have the, uh, the data on, you know, the, yeah. the men who have to do that. <laughs> the Stedmans speaking from I'm not saying it doesn't happen I know that it happened it kind of uh, you know happened in a previous relationship of mine I get it well that was most of what we had guys Um, I feel like that was a lot I feel like that was a lot of information for you for me I feel like there's a lot of things to think about now there's a quiz take (laughs) how about we um figure out our compatibility with our partners and our friends that's our that's our homework and you can take some quizzes or or not maybe you can just sit down and have a goddamn conversation and uh if you can't do that then listen to this episode all over again how about that (laughs) and next week um we're gonna replay something and then we're going to go into, week? yeah. No, it's the week after, I thought. No, you'll be here this weekend for Father's Day, won't you? No, not everybody knew that. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> but, oh, sorry about that. But what I'm saying is that it's this Monday. You did that to yourself. See, damn it. <laughs> this coming Monday is a replay, guys. Um, so friends with benefits will be on and, um, after that, we'll get into some other things. So we love you guys. We thank you. And two weeks, peace, love, and soul.